Welcome to Best Bad Movie Ever. A podcast about terrible movies and the people who love them. With your hosts, Tom Ryman and David Christopher Bell. Um, I guess we should just get started. Uh, I barely remember how this goes. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello. Ah, welcome to another episode of Best Bad Movie Ever, the show about terrible films and the people who love them. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I'm your other co-host, David Bell. I think, yeah, that sounds right to me. It yeah. sounds correct. That sounds usually like the name that is said after I say my name. Yeah, usually. Mm-hmm. Generally. A lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. Most a of lot the time. Of most of the episodes. Uh-huh. You go. Third person. Hi, uh, Rivers Langley here. How's it going? Hi, good. Rivers Langley. <laughs> we apologize. It's all good. No, I don't. I specifically do not. Okay. <laughs> Dave I apologize. Can do what he wants. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you, you for being Thank, on. Thank you for having me. How are you? How are things? You know, uh, fine. I'm all uh, I'm all vaxxed up, looking for someone to breathe on. So nice. thank you for same oh, nice. Yeah, you guys are are coursing with invulnerable juice. I'm getting my second dose this week. Oh, congrats! Thanks. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to being indestructible. Yeah, and the best part is, even though I'm all vaxxed up, I still get to dress like a badass when I go to the bank. I get to yeah, fucking, <laughs> I get to look like I'm robbing the place. They don't know my intentions. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, bank. I might be evil. You never know. Yep. No, only one way to find out, you know? Yeah. They got to wait me. and see. Yeah. <laughs> the movie that we're here to talk about is... It, it, why, why, why don't you tell us what we're here... Why, why we're here today? Yeah, the movie is called Killjoy 2, colon, Deliverance from Evil. This movie, I discovered my freshman year of high school. I grew up in Auburn, Alabama, and we we had a blockbuster, but nobody fucked with blockbuster. It was all about movie gallery, which was the local, you know, kind of uh, chain video store. And uh, I remember we'd go to movie gallery and just, you know, look for look for movies that looked cool and then rent them. And so you settled on this. Huh? Well, no, but that's the thing is this was this was a turning point in, you know, my friends and I's like, you know, video uh, ritual is in terms of selection is because we always used to look, you know, rent things that looked like. You know, oh, this is going to be great. And, you know, hit or miss. Sometimes it was. Sometimes it was Jason Goes to Hell, you know. But in this case, I saw this movie and it looked so profoundly stupid on the front that I was like, well, we got to we got to rent this thing. And honestly, this this may have been the first I mean, I, I, there's probably there's probably others that are that happened before this, but in my memory, this was the first time that me and my friends ever like MST3K'd a movie. Like, the, you know what I mean? Like, we read yeah. a movie because it looked dumb with the intention of watching it and making fun of it. And this was, this like blew my mind open to just the whole. The whole genre, uh, really, of like terrible, oh, terrible direct to DVD horror films, which now, you know, this that was 2002 or 2003 or whenever this came out. And, you know, now we sit in 2021 and watching shitty movies is like 
a pastime of mine. Like, I love it. It's it's one of my favorite things just to, like, you know, watch something that it, you're just like, what the, what the fuck is happening? Why did they choose to do this? And then I love to go through the minutia of the credits and you look at, like, the other things that people worked on and you're like, oh, my God, this guy worked on something great and now he's here doing this? Like, it's it's my favorite thing to dissect. And this was really the first you know, movie that I did this with. I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, my buddy Ian was the one who actually selected, like, he found it. I was hanging out with him and uh, and his brother and a couple other friends, and we were looking around movie gallery, and he was like, dude, what about this? And I was like, oh, that looks garbage. Like, and we looked at the back, and it had the little pictures. And we're like, oh, yeah, this will be hilarious. Let's watch this. And uh, and we did, and and I ended up, I bought, I own this movie on DVD. Like, Are there I, any special features? <laughs> no. No, there's uh, uh, no director's commentary. What a shame. No, no, there's none of that. The only, as far as I know, the only special features is they do have uh, some photos. They have a photo gallery. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> so oh, is it just stills memory. from the movies? It's mostly just like yeah, production stills. It's not stills from the movie, but it's definitely just scenes that you've just seen, but from another angle. <laughs> You know, it's nice. just production oh, stills. Yeah. But yeah, and this, you know, in this movie really, and, and it kind of blew my uh, mind, like a few years later, you know, once you kind of start following this rabbit hole down into the genre of like terrible horror movies, you inevitably find trauma and you find Lloyd Kaufman. And I, when I was in college, ended up reading uh, Lloyd Kaufman's book. Are you, you guys? I'm sure familiar with Troma and stuff like that, right? I, yeah. sir, have a signed copy of Tromeo and Juliet. Thank yes. you very much. Um. Yes. So, <laughs> so when the fun have you have you read Make Your Own Damn Movie? No. Oh, I never got around to it. I. All right. Well, first you watch Heat, and then, uh, <laughs> and then you gotta you gotta read uh, Make Your Own Damn Movie by Lloyd Kaufman because trent haga who i'm sure we're going to talk about the guy who <laughs> he, who plays killjoy he wrote uh, toxic avenger 4 citizen toxie and worked closely with lloyd and then he co-wrote make your own damn movie and that book is hilarious because lloyd is you know lloyd is lloyd he's a fucking crazy guy he's really interesting but at the end of the day he's a crotchety old man and so his book is literally like you got to use film you got to use real film digital is bullshit you have to buy film you know (laughs) and my favorite thing about make your own damn movie is trent haga and uh, I forgot the name of the third guy, but but they're like the two younger guys that are help running Troma at the time. They are in the margins of the book contradicting Lloyd. <laughs> and it's so oh, funny. Right. It's, it's like it, in the margins. They're like, don't buy. It's a huge, yeah. unnecessary expense to buy. <laughs> Literally in the margins, Trent Haga is going, look, Lloyd's an old fuck, you know. <laughs> Digital's the only way to go if you're a filmmaker with no money. It would make no sense to get film. Like, they're just complete. It is the best. It's one of the fucking best books. Even if you have no interest in making movies, it's just an interesting book to hear an old man yelling at a cloud and then two younger guys just being like, man, he's a fucking idiot, right? (laughs) (laughs) So it's a very interesting read. And that's fascinating to me, the, the concept of, like, discovering that watching a terrible movie is is a is a viable group activity because that's like most of what i do with my friends right right it's like, when, when, it's like always been that when, when did you when did you start that 
because I feel like you middle school right it was See, a long time ago. like I can't right. remember the first movie we did that with yeah well that's because per- this was like my freshman year and I feel like yeah like around that time like between the ages of like 13 and 15 that is an activity that you either discover at that time and do forever or you just for some reason don't do it and then you're one of those people who's just like why are you wasting your fucking time with this and you just can't understand? It's like, you know, getting into fish or something. If it doesn't happen when you're 15, it's not going to happen, you know. <laughs> if you would, Rivers, I wonder if you, uh, if you would uh, uh, humor us with a with a brief plot description of Killjoy 2 Deliverance from Evil. Uh, th- with that that subhead, by the way, I don't uh, well, it's it's you know, <laughs> I really need to know how that connects to the events of the film. Well, it's because they're in like evil redneck territory, right? So it's supposed to be like a little reference to the film Are Deliverance. They? <laughs> yeah, well, Are they in evil redneck territory, or I do mean, they break they're, into someone's house. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, that's the best. It's one of my favorite things about you know movies like this and and movies like The Room and you know all of the kind of the classic like bad movies is like. Most of the time, the character's motivation is wrong. Like you're like right, yeah. you're like no, you're the bad guy. <laughs> right, one hundred percent, you are the villain of this film. All right, so the best way to describe this movie, it, it stars a bunch of people in their thirties who are, I think, supposed to be teenagers. They keep referring to yes, them as kids. As kids. They, are, and, they and are supposed to be teenagers. There is we, nary we discuss a, this. There is nary a child in this film, but they keep referring to them as kids, and everyone in this movie is straight and up thank 35. God for that. Yes. <laughs> thank God there's no children in this film. It's, it's like, I mean, you know, obviously these are like people, you know, the director's friends or something, I, I would assume. Like, I can't imagine these people being cast in any way. It just has to be like... You know, some kind of situation where it's like, okay, well, we would like to have kids, but it's too expensive to hire actual kids. Uh, you know, all the 18-year-olds we know have goatees, so that won't work. Uh, so I guess we're just going to have a bunch of adults and then just keep referring to them as kids. But yeah, so, I mean, I, I wrote down, let's see, uh, five five pages of notes. So I'll, I'll go into detail as we go. I'll try to give the shortest sure. description that I can. Basically, uh, the movie starts with a, a guy named Nick Gordon, Nicholas Gordon, who is being chased around the roof of the frolic room in Hollywood. For some reason, he's hiding from the cops, but it, the movie starts with him standing on the ledge of the roof where he is most visible. I've never really <laughs> had to run from the cops, but I'd imagine I would try to make myself small and in a, you know, somewhere where people couldn't see me. I wouldn't stand on top of the Pantages Theater in downtown Hollywood. He does that and he gets uh, he gets busted by these two cops who plant drugs on him. Then it cuts to the the two kind of cops who are you know, for some reason, even though he was found with like a pretty significant bag of crack, they're like, ah, let's cut this kid a break. We'll make him do three months of community yeah, service. Going to juvie. Yeah, he's going to juvie. But yeah, so it cuts to our two, I guess, protagonists, quote unquote, even though one of them is a cold-blooded murderer. They're fixing the van that they keep referring to as a bus. And we understand that these kids are going to be taken to a rundown summer camp and they're going to, you know, serve out their time in juvie fixing up this summer camp for 90 days. Then the summer camp is 200 miles away from LA. We get introduced to all the characters in the most, like, like trite way you can imagine where one by one the characters walk out of a doorway and are introduced with all of their character attributes but uh, what my favorite part of this sequence is 
First of all, this reminds me, uh, Dave, uh, you probably thought of this. This is very See No Evil, the motion picture featuring uh, WWE superstar Kane. Yes. Man, you expect me to remember See No Evil, Tom. <laughs> what? <laughs> did you guys talk about See No Evil? Yeah. Did you, talk, did. did you talk about the fact that Vince McMahon wanted Kane to have a three-foot-long penis in that movie? No, we did not. Oh, that's the best detail of See No Evil is that Vince McMahon, when he heard what was going on, he's like, give Kane a three-foot penis, you know? And, <laughs> he and needs a monster. Like, literally wanted it to be three feet long, and people are like, that, that's crazy. That no. sounds like Vince McMahon. My favorite part of this sequence where they're introducing all the characters is it's it's clear they they gradually started caring less and less with each character yeah so exactly the first, the first one has like the first lady i think is cc no she Char- has like a really detailed backstory yeah yeah that's right it is cc it's like everybody else gets less and less detailed until i think the last one is ray ray and they're just like that's ray ray he came up with nick and that's yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah this is nick's close personal friend ray ray <laughs> And Ray Ray is clearly, like, he's visibly older than the two police officers. Yeah, oh, Ray Ray is, like, 40. He's like, 40. Easy 40, dude. Like, it's insane. I love it. He's visibly the oldest person in the cast. Uh, I love it. Get on the bus, you troublemaking kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you little scamp. (laughs) It's like he has grandchildren. Yeah, Yeah, Ray Ray can tell stories about shit he was doing during the Ford administration, okay? (laughs) That's another thing. They keep making, like, it's not just... Actually, I don't even remember if it is Ray. There's a couple of times in the movie where one of these teenage characters will... Like, one of them calls, he goes, oh, you grew up like the Waltons? Like, good night, yes. John Boy. I'm like, that is a sitcom from the 70s. Right. And this is supposed yeah. to be a teenager in 2002. Right, right. They're supposed to be the age I was when I was watching it. And I didn't, I didn't know what a fuck a Waltons was. Yeah. yeah and then they make, it, they make another, I forget what, uh, there's another, like, uh, 1970s sitcom reference. They made, well, I forget what it was. Well, and at one point, the main cop, Lieutenant uh, Harris Redding, he says... Show some R-E-S-P-E-C-T, else you're going to find out what it means to me. And then I believe the character says, like, quit it with that 60s shit or something. (laughs) Right, and the character who says that is, like, 40. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's younger than him. It's, uh, uh, it fucking rules. My favorite, I think... My, f- uh, we haven't even gotten to the plot description. <laughs> no, no, I was trying. Yeah, yeah. It, well, you can't. I mean, the plot is, uh, you know, it, it just unfurls in the details. Like, there's no, there's yeah. no plot to speak of. It's just a series of things happen for no reason. So you kind of just have to address them, you know. <laughs> well, the promise of the name and stuff. The plot is forty minutes of waiting for the thing to happen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, uh, I wrote I wrote down the exact timestamp. Thirty one minutes and forty four seconds is the first mention of Killjoy. <laughs> right, and then Killjoy shows up forty minutes in. Yeah, he he could have shown up ten minutes in. All all they <laughs> needed could've. was a character to be injured, and they summon Killjoy to heal him. Is that yes. what happened? Yeah, there is there is some sort of narcotics Killjoy sexual exchange triangle that happens where one of the characters is like, oh yeah, I'll try to summon Killjoy to f- to heal my friend, even though the story of Killjoy is that, which I've never seen Killjoy 1. I should make this clear. I've never seen any other installments in the Killjoy series. So I do not know the 
the you know the this, detailed this movie, this movie doesn't exactly encourage you to dive into the Killjoy I franchise. I didn't feel like I needed to watch the first one. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I never. Well, I, I'm the same. You know, there, there's there's a lot of great you know sequels that just I, they're like they're just works on their own. Like I I have seen Bad Boys one, but I didn't need to. You know, <laughs> Bad Boys Two is is everything, and I feel like this is this is sort of the same thing. They have this exchange where, or first they tell the story of Killjoy, which I assume is the plot of Killjoy One, but I, I have no proof of this. Where a guy gets killed by a gang, and then Killjoy brings him back to life so that he can kill the gang. And then they're like, oh, but the thing is, he thought he controlled Killjoy, but Killjoy controlled him. And then that that part never happens beyond, I guess, the fact that Killjoy makes you kill yourself is kind of his thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? he Wait, yeah. Well, he, he, does? Does that, he does that to one character. No, he does it to the voodoo priestess. He does oh, it he to... Oh, he does. That's true, yeah. And he does it to the, 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 the badass uh, kid, the one with to, the gun. To, uh, to, to, to Nick. To Nick. And he makes Nick... Nick Slash his own face up and then stab himself in the eyes. Nick is not the main character, but the movie begins with Nick getting arrested unjustly. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no one is the main character. That's my favorite part about this film. I guess maybe it's, you can make an argument for Charlotte being the most sympathetic. I guess. But uh, yeah, because she's, you know, she's the last would, to be. She kills Killjoy. I would actually Killjoy, say so. that's like a lot of slasher movies, right? The point is, so we don't know who's going to survive. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. W- would you believe uh, in the uh, the fun facts on IMDb? It says they shot this movie in eight days and wrote it in two weeks. Does Not that surprise believe you? That. Believe that? Yeah. Does that surprise you guys? <laughs> I believe there's overlap in those two periods as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bet there is. They're on their way to this camp. The van breaks down in the middle of nowhere. Well, actually, first I should say they're like, we got to get something to eat. We got to stop. There's a place up ahead. And then they just stop at someone's home. At a house. At a house. At a residence. Like they don't. You know, like they're, they're going to knock on the door and say, hey, you got any food? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But then hilariously, the there's yeah. a scene where Nick and, and Ray Ray are in the, I guess, the bathroom. And it's supposed to be like a truck stop bathroom. And Ray Ray is buying condoms out of the machine, which I just I think it's so funny that, you know, if it is someone's house, they're like, oh, yeah, but you have to use the truck stop bathroom in the back. Like they've got their own they got their own, uh, you know, truck stop style bathroom. <laughs> Also, I did love the line where they're talking about, you know, the women they're going to have sex with. And uh, Ray Ray goes, uh, he goes, oh, I like Officer Martinez. And he's like, Martinez? And she's a cop. And and Ray Ray goes, Martinez ain't a cop if she is naked. I was like, that's, they're they're two good lines. I'm I'm going to make an argument for two lines in this film that are both real good. And that was one of them. I was like, that's funny. There are several incredible lines, but. (laughs) But they, they continue on their merry way towards this camp. And then they break down. They decide all of the men are going to go for help not by walking down the road they've been driving on but instead to veer off the trail or veer off the road rather onto a hiking trail into the woods which is not where help is they they end up you know basically finding the home of a uh i actually she has a name lily the redneck hermit <laughs> that's, that's a great name and I, I don't know if you guys, you know, found this in, in your research. That woman who plays Lily is the director of the film, Tammy Sutton. It's a little Everything cameo. suddenly falls into place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, sorry. I said the redneck hermit. Lily the hillbilly hermit is her name. But they go to her house because they're just looking for a phone. And they knock on the door. No one answers. And so after the main cop 
leaves to go try to get help that's when ray ray decides to just break into this person's house and then she 100 percent within her rights shoots him with a shotgun absolutely legal as far as i know i i, I don't know california might have i'm you know i'm, I'm from alabama but california i i think if someone breaks into your house and you fucking with a gun and you shoot them with a gun I don't think that's a crime. Like, I just don't. No, no. Yeah. You're perfectly within. It, yeah. <laughs> you're 100% within your rights. Yeah. Like, you might feel bad afterwards that you killed somebody, but, like, yeah, there's. I mean, it's, not necessarily, it's not necessarily what I would have done, but it's like, you can't it, really. It, it's like, well. <laughs> what this, did you think? A, yeah, yeah. It's a. You, you, you wandered into a tiny shack in the middle of the woods, and it's locked, and you yeah. broke in. It's like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then she rightfully shot you with a shotgun. And that sequence is like so hilariously filmed. It's, yeah. Oh, there's too much like, too much light in this movie. Everything is so well lit where you're like this is barely like and there's so many, you know, that that woman is terrified of a handheld. Like it is all tripod shots crazy well lit at huge wide angles so you can see everything including the the killer clown which is that was the part where i remember being 15 years old and just dying when killjoy shows up for the first time because it's like this thing of like you look at the progress bar you see how much longer is left in the movie and you're like this is this is it this is this is yeah. the whole time now. We're just stuck with this now. <laughs> this is a, the thing. There's a point you get to in this film where you're, you seriously start wondering, is there going to be a killer clown? Right, um, right. The last, this sequence, the, 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 this, this is the part of the movie where I really lost my mind. And yeah. it's just like, all right, this is uh, like, it's after she kills Ray Ray and she comes out and is, is pointing her gun at the other the other quote-unquote teenagers the the uh the the cop comes up behind her and shoots her dead in the back uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. with or like no 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 he shoots her in the in the face oh right that's right he shoots, shoots her, her in, the, in the eye yeah but he comes up with the he whips out like the tiniest little like like an international man of mystery handgun <laughs> to shoot this lady yeah and then we never see that tiny spy handgun again <laughs> yeah well and he shoots her and, he, and and do you remember the line he says when he, he shoots says, her don't fuck with my kids don't fuck with my right. kids and then it just cuts to a bunch of 40 year olds like yeah <laughs> you like did the right thing into her house. <laughs> yeah exactly it's uh it's this like, these are these are kids that are supposed to be in your supervision yeah yeah ex exactly oh the other line i was gonna say that's great is that you know they were coming up on this this you know woman's like you know crazy fucked up redneck house and one of the i, I think it might be the militant guy the guy who says he's he's there to eddie eddie who they he's my favorite character yeah eddie <laughs> eddie should, is the only one where i'm like yeah he's he should have lived they they call him they call him a crusader for the african-american people at the beginning they also reference him in the song that plays over the credits that i definitely want to talk about in oh, a minute yeah, we're gonna talk about that yeah so eddie eddie says the the best line in the whole movie and like a line that i'd forgotten about and i kind of want to steal because it's perfect where he says not all the sheets stay on the bed out here <laughs> And I was like, that's a fucking, that's a, a great way to put oh, things. Oh, solid yeah. line, yeah. Yeah, I was like, man, I would use that in, you know, I'm, I'm adding that to my uh, to my lexicon. That, the reason Eddie is my favorite character is because this actor, he ha he his facial expression never changes, mm -hmm. and he delivers every line the exact same way. Right, right, which is crucial <laughs> for an actor. It's, 
This guy is incredible. Yeah, diversity of faces kills acting. That's the first thing they tell you when you take the Stanislavski method. (laughs) You have to remain as wooden as humanly possible at all times. Loved this character for that reason. (laughs) But yeah, he, he he shoots the director of the film in the face and says, all we wanted was to use your phone. And, and I wrote down, yeah, you escalated that situation 100%. My favorite is that Ray Ray has been shot in the stomach with a shotgun. And at that point, they they basically, they're carrying him out. And they somebody says, he may be dying. And I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty safe bet. He, usually, he stays alive for a surprisingly long <laughs> and amount then, of time. And kind then, of an alarming t- amount of time. Yeah, <laughs> but then dies off screen for some reason where they just waste an opportunity to have an emotional moment where Nick just goes, I'm going to say goodbye to my partner. And then you and then and then they don't they don't do that. Nick at one point says because they're wondering what to do with Ray Ray. And I wonder if you guys uh, caught this line because this is the first time I'd, I'd caught it where he says, we need medical help. We need some guns. We need the Air Force. We need the S1Ws. Which are you, you guys know about the S1Ws? No. So the the S1Ws it stands for Security of the First World. Those are the guys that wear berets and sunglasses and stand behind Public Enemy at their shows and like salute and do fucking like military steps and shit. That's that's who that is. So I was like, that's oh, a that's funny awesome. joke. I was like, that's I, a Public Enemy reference. I was like, that's kind of a funny joke. <laughs> and I would have enjoyed those guys in this film. Oh, if they just showed up, yeah, that yeah. would rule with yeah Chuck D and Flavor Flav and Fuck you yeah. know yeah I mean I think Progress- Professor Griff was out of the time was out of the band at the time because he said some uh, some terrible things about the Jewish people but uh, you know the rest of the gang could be there uh, oh also we get a great line damn these woods yeah. <laughs> which is <that's> great. <laughs> And so they, they're walking, looking for help. They're dragging. The, they go back to the van, and now the whole gang is back together, the whole the whole mystery gang, and they're dragging Ray Ray through the woods, and they see another light in the woods. And at that point, Nick says, I'm not walking into another ambush. And I'm like, you ambushed her. <laughs> yeah. You 100% ambushed the last person. Instead, he's like, I'm not walking into another ambush. And then they proceed to do the same thing where they break into this other house where they meet... Kaja Bozo, which is her name, which is, uh, you know, fun. And she is a, a voodoo priestess. You know how they have those voodoo swamp queens out in Malibu Canyon State Park. That, yeah, I kept think, thinking about where this was supposed to be. I'm like, are they in Thousand Oaks? Like, where is uh, yeah. this well, the, well, they definitely filmed the driving sequence, which was, you know, one of many instances of padding out this film for time where they're driving. That's 100% Malibu Canyon Road, like, that goes between Calabasas and Malibu. I think they're supposed to be in, like, you know, Pyramid Lake or, like, Angeles National Forest somewhere, but, like... It's just bizarre because you're like, what? Who, where, why is there a, a, a swamp witch living? Yeah, why is there a voodoo priestess? Yeah, now maybe here? maybe if it's Topanga Canyon, there there do be witches in Topanga Canyon, but I, you know, that's the only that's the only place, and that's not far enough away for how much driving they did. Yeah, so we meet her, and she basically says, you know, that she can help the friends. And at that point, we get our first mention of Killjoy, where they they say what I talked about, where he tried to, you know, he guy raised a guy from the dead to kill a gang and then we get the incredible revelation that cc her grandmother was into voodoo and she knows how to get killjoy she knows how to bring killjoy back to hopefully help 
Ray Ray, even though there's no indication that Killjoy helps yeah. anybody ever. Is, is he going to show up with a first aid kit? Yeah. Like, yeah. what is... Listen, what did they a, expect Killjoy, Killjoy to is do? A, is, a, is a certified paramedic. Yeah. yeah. Well, so here's... This is like the, the twist that I thought of while watching this that I was like, that's how you circled this square, is that if the whole point is to bring back Killjoy to help Ray Ray, the movie obviously needs to end the same way it ended, except at that point, Killjoy did bring back Ray Ray, and now they have to fight evil Ray Ray. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I then thought that Killjoy would... was gonna like inhabit Ray Ray, and that's right. not what happened. And that's not what happened. But in that case, you have to keep Nick alive so that he has to kill his best friend, and then you get some dramatic tension. Like, ugh, you know, eight days it took him to write this script. Or no, oh no, sorry, two weeks, two weeks on the script, eight days to shoot. My bad. Eight um, days to capture this masterpiece on film. Yeah, yeah. So Cece and Nick are sitting outside, and Nick says, "Are you thinking what I'm thinking?" And what he's thinking is that he wants to summon Killjoy by saying, The sun, the moon, the air, and the light. We beg you'll hear our cries tonight. The earth, the soil, the flesh, and the dust. We beg you, Killjoy, appear to us. And she says it a couple of times inside of a circle of stones. And then, you know, she kind of passes out. And that spell wakes up the voodoo priestess. So she knows what's up. Like, oh, shit, these idiots have summoned Killjoy. Cece goes to the outhouse to take a shit. And Killjoy comes over put takes his teeth out this is the first time we see the stupid clown and puts the teeth inside the outhouse and the teeth i guess they i thought chomp her to death but based on this scene where her body is discovered apparently just turned her into a giant balloon filled with blood i don't understand what <laughs> happened to her at all yeah we need to point out that the they didn't the voodoo priestess that they run into in the woods doesn't summon Killjoy. It, it's Cece. It's one of the people that's yeah. already in their group. So yeah. they yeah, yeah. didn't need to meet the voodoo priestess no, in she's, order for Killjoy and, to show and, up. And furthermore, she, she is incidental. And she sucks at killing Killjoy. She, she doesn't do anything. She's no good at any of the things that you think she's going to be good at. Completely pointless character. Yeah. Cece brings Killjoy. Charlotte kill, er, kills Killjoy. The voodoo priestess incidental to the plot of the film she could have been anything she didn't have to be a voodoo priestess she's exposition so she could have been a book yeah like, but they could have but Cece was but, the one that told the story of Killjoy. That's like, true. He, she's not a, even that. Yeah, like I said, you see Killjoy for the first time. You're like, oh boy, is this? This is, oh boy. Nothing about Killjoy's appearance makes sense. First of, first and foremost, the wig selection. The hair is it's, fucking incredible. He's got fucking Pendulette's hair. No, yeah, yeah, he's got pirates of Penzance hair. No, yeah. you know what he's got? He's got the logo. Uh, this is real obscure, but he his hair is the Jamiroquai logo. Like it's got the like the like, like moose horn hair coming out. Like yeah, it, is. it looks like Captain Crunch's hat. Yes, there yeah. we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's fucking. It's unbelievable and it's kind of like <laughs> it's nothing at all what you would expect his hair no to be. no it, it is uh oh yeah boy it's it's something else it is astonishing also killjoy is like one-liner guy and all of his one-liners are like the they're biggest groaners <laughs> ever bad. like some of them aren't even like he's what is he oh fuck when like, he kills cc he Cassisi had sex with Nick in order in, in exchange for narcotics and Killjoy. Actually, have right? Yeah, no, he tricked her into thinking that he was uh, holding. Like I, 
at this point of the movie, I was like real confused what they wanted me to feel about Nick. I'm like, okay, who, who are we supposed to be rooting for in this movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nick is Nick is bad. He's just a bad he's a guy. Scumbag. He's a scumbag. Exactly. Yeah. They have sex, and she goes into the outhouse to to you know take a duke, and when he kills her, he goes, I hate sloppy seconds he has a lot of those he kills someone later and he says people need to get more fun out of death and i'm like all right oh like man. a lot of his lines you kind of just reply with like okay oh <laughs> like, sure yeah. well that there's that there's right, that man? he's got that second to last line that i gotta i gotta mention when we get to it because it is uh it's the worst i want to point out uh charlotte has not stopped crying this whole movie like that woman she's done yeah she I is, forgot she was there yeah she's crying the whole time they're all sitting around the house waiting for all the others to get back eddie decides to get some water at that point he goes out to the pump uh he makes a little joke uh, where he pumps the pump and some muddy water comes out he's like oh man they've got la tap water out here and then the water turns clear and he goes beverly hills uh killjoy appears Chases him with a bucket, which is filled with confetti, and then launches Eddie onto a, a piece of rebar and what looks to be a sump pump, but isn't the water pump. It should be noted. He's on a like a pipe sticking out of the ground, and, and then yeah. Killjoy starts pumping the unconnected water pump, and it just starts shooting his blood out uh, yeah, the, while the he's doing that. The mechanics of this doesn't make any sense at all, and at this point, I had to completely discredit the film. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, this, this was like, a okay, serious... Killjoy too. I was with you until this, this point. Yeah, you're not getting an Oscar if you keep this up. Yeah, and then at that point, Killjoy confronts Nick, which is really surprising, because at this, at this point, you kind of think this guy's like the main character, but he gets pretty quickly dispatched with after Killjoy goes, I think it's real funny, brother, which very pointedly. So Killjoy's a little, little problematic. He's being a little racist here. Look at that fucking clown. <laughs> like at the bare minimum, I would assume he was racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he makes Nick stab, slice his face up and stab himself in the eyes. And that's when we get the line, people need to get more fun out of death. And, he, and, and then there's this moment where the camera holds on him for like, two seconds too long where he goes ha 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 and then the silence that follows is like it's like <laughs> the, this, it's like it's, this, it's him it's him it, waiting for the director to say cut it is the silence of outer space like it is like a negative sound you're like this is so, like <laughs> it's the vacuum it is the vacuum of outer space that is how quiet it's not just, it's uh, not just silence it's the absence of sound it, it really is <laughs> it's like I, I mean honestly like i i I, I watch too much pro wrestling, so I compare everything to it. But WWE has this real bad habit of when they do backstage interviews. They used to have Mean Gene where they'd go, you know, and that's why I'm going to beat him at SummerSlam, brother. All righty. Well, that is Hulk Hogan. Back to you. But at some point in the 2000s, they stopped doing that. So now the wrestlers are just like, and I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> and, then they just and they just hold and then they go to commercial and you're like my god have something happened there or cut it like uh, yeah so anyway the the music throughout this film is is pretty incredible because somebody apparently just got a midi keyboard and just went okay preset and there we go well oh, the yeah. opening music it's like a 70s cop film Yes, for the opening. that's true. That's true. The music inside the voodoo priestess's house has this sound that keeps happening that literally sounds like a cell phone on vibrate sitting on a table. Like you're just like watching it. And like, I thought my phone was going off because it keep, it'll just go like, like that just happens in the thing. And you're like, what the, what the 
fuck. Yeah, so uh, he kills the voodoo priestess by making her cut her own throat very anticlimactically. Again, this character is worthless in this film. Well, he sa- Yeah, and then he, he says something like, you need to get ahead of the situation or something. Yeah, something and, like, real he bad. And makes her like, cut her throat. So I thought he was she he was going to have her like pull her head off or something. Right, pull her yeah. head off. So no, that, like, oh, that'll be kind of sweet. That would and be no, prohibitive. That that's, that's not what happens. Tom, that's- that would be prohibitively expensive. You're being ridiculous. They would have to make a head for this woman if they did Are that. Are you listening to the to the uh, score we have assembled? We don't have we don't have head pulling off money to mess around with here. So yeah, now we've lost. We think we've lost Redding. We think he's dead. Uh, Ray Ray has died off screen. We, we've lost Nick. We've lost we've lost Cece, and then we just lost the Voodoo Priestess. Now Killjoy is in the house. And he tells you that by saying, hey, Killjoy's in the house. That is when he takes a look at all the shit that's inside the voodoo priestess's house. And he goes, nice spread. Where's it from? Bed, bath, and beyond the grave? That's a good one. We also get a, a an oblique Rodney King reference, I think, yeah, where he says, yeah. can't we all get along? <laughs> in 2002. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> dropping that can't we all just get along reference yeah absolutely well it's like how you and me do the harlem shake every day you exactly, know yeah, yeah. we got the, to it's it's always the super bowl show yeah it's always 2011 here we got to do the harlem shake we gotta you know yeah at one point in a in a very you know meta commentary i believe on the film Killjoy just starts yelling the word boring because Charlotte Charlotte is trying to get rid of him by reading out of the Necronomicon or something. And and he's just going, boring, boring, which is fun. And she responds by giving him the bird, which is great. Flicked him off, you know, show him what's what. That's when Mr. Redding shows back up with a shotgun, which is obviously ineffective. The shotgun quickly gets pulled out of his hands. Mr. Redding is going to fight Killjoy now. He takes his jacket it off I, I i assume because it's just a water situation inside of a voodoo priestess's house that it must be holy water uh yeah uh charlotte throws water on killjoy's face and his face melts into ky jelly then the last scene we get this cop has horrifying real knife scars on his face which is crazy hands charlotte a cell phone where she finally gets to talk to her mom and she finally quits fucking crying and then they drive away and we get the the incredible song the 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 final minute of this film defied explanation for me it's just this the the scarface cop comes walking up off screen hands her a phone and says here it's, it's for, for you. you. And she yeah. picks it up and says, Mom! <laughs> her mom called. How did her mom get that number? Like, he's, what, yeah. he's dating her mom. Yeah. Oh, that's her. Yeah. Oh, she, that's Jeff. She don't like Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She'll ex- she will accept Jeff the park ranger who's stopping her mom in this moment, but generally mm-hmm. Charlotte does not care for Jeff the park ranger. Yeah, they butt heads. It's a tense yeah. household. Yeah, now, it reminded me of like the Ebenezer Scrooge gag at the end of Hot Rod. Yes, yeah. Right. <laughs> like the super happy ending yes. from Wayne's World. <laughs> and then like less than a minute after like her mom just calls in to the horror movie. Less than a minute after that happens, they're they're all walking out to the SUV and then the end credit song starts and it's like this this uh this this hip hop beat and then somebody says Killjoy. Yeah Killjoy Killjoy 2, Killjoy 2 coming at you. <laughs> and the song 
is, of course, sung by none other than Olympia Fernandez, who is Charlotte. That's Charlotte oh, singing the song. Yeah. Nice. So this but, is this but, is in many ways this is perfect. This is what I want. I want every single film to end with a rap song recapping <laughs> yeah. the events Re- of the film. Recapping it would be extremely helpful. Yeah. 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 But then that leads to the question: Is why did she refer to herself as Little Miss Firebug? That, that maybe that's the backstory for her that they left out of the film. D- d- she who, starts d- fires. I assume. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, she's got fire powers, or she's yeah. got lightning but she can you know bare minimum get a thousand hugs from ten thousand lightning bugs like that one guy in the song i think they do refer to an arsonist at the beginning i'm pretty sure they listen holy shit you're right she burned down her school that's what it was oh yeah why that never comes back you don't like killjoy on fire you don't ah yeah so uh, nothing really related to any of their crimes turns out to be relevant no no they don't use their powers of evil for good at their any crime point. powers don't really come yeah yeah and most of them are not delivered from evil most of them are absolutely destroyed by it yeah consumed delivered to evil honestly right yeah if we're being if we're being completely fair the only people that survive are the cops and the crybaby that's fucking it it's like these are the most irredeemable people on the planet yeah this movie oh man <laughs> this movie was not what i was expecting what um, were you expecting I, i'm interested to know i was i was expecting kind of a more straightforward bad horror movie where it's just like uh like something like see no evil where it's it's just as you know poorly constructed and poorly acted but like there's some entertaining gore in it and like the mythology behind it is just so wacky that it's that it's I thought it was going to be one of those deals, and this is much more like a Troll 2 situation. Yes, 100%. Where- yeah, they don't have lights. Like, they don't have lights for the scenes. Uh, <laughs> well, well, you can hear, like, droning <laughs> yeah. background noise. They didn't have, really, like, a sound mixer. Uh, oh, no, it's, no. It's not a... It's a home video. And I actually have more, like... I, I don't want to say sympathy. I, 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 I'm more on its side yeah. because I can see what they were trying to make. Right. I can see the story of a group of troubled teens taking like a bus to uh, like getting broken down and having to deal with like an evil clown, but like, you know, they can't afford a bus. So they just get a, van. yeah, they get a church van. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, et cetera, et cetera. All the problems, a lot of the problems just come from them not having the resources to yeah. make a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, they it, know the beats. It's scrappy. That need to you, know? you you kind of you root I, I root personally root for this sort of thing where you're just like, yeah, like there's you know, they had a vision, even though it was a dumb vision, it was something, you know, and it you know, they they were constrained by budget, obviously, but uh, you know, you kinda you watch a movie like this and if nothing else, and this is back to the Lloyd Kaufman thing, if nothing else you watch this and you're like I could make a fucking movie like it kind of inspires you to be like, yeah, I mean, if this piece of shit somehow made it to the movie gallery in Auburn, Alabama in 2002, mm-hmm. then there's hope <laughs> for all of us. Yeah, this is a movie that's entertain. I, it's a movie that's entertaining for all of because of how earnestly bad it is. Yeah, like yeah. like a, like that character, Eddie. Yeah, yeah. He's he is 
a fantastically terrible actor, mm-hmm. like in in a way that is consistently entertaining. Anytime yeah. he speaks, I laughed my ass off. Yeah. Also, I because d- it, it feels like he's he's so bad, like he's so wooden. It feels like he's doing a bit. Like it feels like he's intentionally yeah. taking an improv class. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and the other one, uh, Nick, I love because Nick is supposed to be this kind of like hard dude from the streets, but he sounds like a weatherman. Yeah, every time he delivered, every time Nick spoke, I kept thinking of Baron Vaughn in the beginning of Black Dynamite. (laughs) Yes! I told you I'm from the streets, man. Yeah, it is that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Get away, bitch. You know? Yeah, like it's like it's you can hear his elocution classes. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, exactly, hundred <laughs> percent. And it's like, man, you're you're supposed to be you're supposed to be playing a guy from the hood. Like, give it one percent. You know, come on, something. It, it's it's a movie. <laughs> Te- technically, it is. <laughs> it is technically it is a movie. A one. Oh, it's uh, like sixty-seven minutes long. It's it, the yeah. same length as the Lion King, so it's technically a film. <laughs> Damn. Is the Lion King that short? Yeah, the Lion King is wow. like barely seventy minutes. No yeah, shit. Like, okay, yeah. wow. Old I, Disney. I mean, Dumbo is like how long is Dumbo? It feels like it's like forty. It's like minutes. fifteen minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like Dumbo is like a commercial break. Yeah. yeah pretty much. Oh Lord. And then the yeah, uh, my favorite part of Dumbo, by the way, was the you know all the writers were threatening to go on strike and and form a union and shit. And so there's that whole scene where the clowns are talking about how the circus master isn't giving them enough money, and that's really yeah. that's literally Walt Disney sticking it up the writers' asses. For the record, Dumbo is an hour and four minutes. It's shorter wow. than Killjoy two. Wow! So Killjoy yeah. wins, I guess, is what we're saying. Killjoy wins. Mm-hmm. Killjoy, Killjoy and then two you do, is coming you... down the track. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dumbo, flying elephant, coming at you. Dumbo uh, 2. <laughs> Dumbo 2, back to the circus, coming your way. <laughs> and that's just some of the whole Dumbo 2 crew. We have elephants, clowns, racist crows too, and that's yeah. just some of the whole second and, Dumbo uh, and crew. And Dumbo does encounter a tragic. He does have a tragic. He has a bit of a tragic. <laughs> <laughs> I love using that as a noun. That's awesome. <laughs> it works. I mean, you get it. You know, it's it's yeah. uh, it's like those bullshit. We you do it. It's those like bullshit interviews with Eminem where he's like, they say nothing rhymes with orange. You know, and you're like, eh, that still doesn't. Whatever you just said doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> do we have any like final thoughts? Anything? Any last things we want to get in oh, about well, uh, Killjoy Two? Well, so I don't have any final thoughts, but you know who does have final thoughts? Uh, YouTube commenters. Oh boy! <laughs> uh, so I, I I've gotten in this bad habit because I, I uh, on my podcast, the Goods from the Woods, we like to cover. Basically, like really, you know, our, our last segment of, of most of the episodes is called the jam of the day where we'll find, you know, a song like like my criteria is like I like to find a song where the person listening is an idiot and thinks the song is about them. You know, that's so like a good example is like we picked like Born to be Wild because that's like the herb boomer anthem of like a guy oh, like, yeah. yeah, I could be on my fucking hog and, you know liberals are stupid so it was it's fun to go in the comments and now i've just gotten addicted to it i'm like all right i gotta know what the people are saying about anything i watch and i I didn't (laughs) i didn't go to the actual movie on youtube i i went because i watched it on tubi uh which does not have um 
does not have a comment section. The comment section is not to be. Ha 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 ha. Real um, oversight. TV. Yeah. So I did go to the uh, the YouTube uh, comments of one of the previews of Killjoy Two. Uh, I've got uh, I got four of them. So this is what the people are saying. The real people. Antonio Matthews from one year ago. I rather watch an anteater than watch this movie again. Huh. I mean, okay. I mean, I think yeah, yeah. I, Anteaters I, are the worst animals, so <laughs> I get, I get what they're saying. Well, the thing is, it worked on me because then I indeed was like. What am I missing about anteaters? And I did yeah, watch a little like, yeah. national, they have National Geographic channel on YouTube, and I did watch a little like five minute thing on anteaters. I was like, yeah, they're pretty cool. Um, let's go to the next one. Uh, KG Mullis from five years ago. Normally I hate clowns. I'm as the dead for them, but I like this one. How strange it sounds. All right. It sounds, it it's, just sounds like a guy. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds like it, a man. It sounds like a man dressed like a clown. It sounds like a man doing a bad Jack Nicholson from Batman ni- yeah. 1989. I'm such a gentleman from six years ago. Huh. Can't, can't believe I used to get scared off this. Okay, I can't believe that either. I'm such a gentleman. I yeah, can't. I, I refuse, refuse to believe, to believe that. that. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and finally, The Predator. I didn't know we had a celebrity in this. The Predator. Oh, shit. All right. From from three years ago, he is one creepy looking clown. Huh. Sure. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's what- Can't the, argue with that. That is what the people are thinking. So you were asking me what I'm thinking. It's not about me. It's about the people. That's so what's the mixed. people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people are kind of like, this was a movie, which is what I'm kind of like. But it was, uh, it was an important stepping stone for me to the larger world of sitting around and, and drinking shitty beer and watching uh, dumb movies and laughing at them with your friends, which is one of the funnest activities you can do. So yeah, honestly, it's, sure. what, it's, yeah. it's why we exist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what, that's the whole premise of this podcast. So yeah, it, you know, it got me in the mental headspace of when I was 15 of just being like, my favorite thing to do is watch dumb shit and, and, and laugh at it. And this one, like I said, man, when I was 15, you know, you don't have the context for something like The Room or Troll 2, you know, or like the, the kind of classics of the terrible movie genres like this. So this was a really good stepping stone because I do remember this movie ended and we're all expecting like a classic horror ending where, you know, fucking, you know, the guys in the rowboat and then Jason pops up and grabs the boat at the end or something. And so we're like, all right, we're about to see Killjoy one more time. And then it just goes to credits. And we just started laughing our fucking asses off. And I was like, the, and I, I, I think I laughed for like five minutes straight at the end of this film. Not just like, kill- what the fuck <laughs> happened? <laughs> Killjoy gets is, gone and stays gone. <laughs> is there a Killjoy 3? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There is uh, not just a Killjoy 3. I think there's a 3, 4, and maybe a 5, too. Let's see. Wow. Yeah, and and what's funny is I don't know if y'all looked at you know the fun facts on, on IMDb. Trent Haga has expressed that he is embarrassed by his involvement with this movie, saying the only good thing was the makeup. Despite this, however, he returned his Killjoy in all of the subsequent sequels. Yeah, because <laughs> so, he likes money. Yeah, it does he? Uh, Killjoy 4 is titled Killjoy Goes to Hell. Yeah, yeah. Very original. Yeah. Very original. Yeah, absolutely. There's also a sequel to that called Killjoy's Psycho Circus. Yeah, yeah, which I, the fact that the most litigious piece of shit of all time, Gene Simmons, Gene didn't Simmons, try yeah. to like fucking pull the plug on that is crazy. 
Maybe yeah. it's a crossover with Kiss. Shit. I mean, I don't. They have been involved with stupider things, so I wouldn't put it past Kiss. Psycho Circus. Yeah. According, according to this, it was released alongside another film, and I don't know what that means. <laughs> the other film being Evil Bong High Five. Yeah. I'm assuming. This movie never got its own DVD. It had to share a DVD with another movie. That's probably That's what right. I'm guessing it means. Yeah. Well, so I mean, the the company the, that makes these movies, Full House, uh, uh, their or Full Moon rather, Full House, <laughs> Bob Saget and <laughs> shit. No, Full Moon Features. Uh, that that is kind of their thing. Is they they pump out obviously a lot of these types of movies. So that makes sense. I, I would assume it was probably just the Killjoy. They're like, I don't know, this movie's like twenty minutes long or whatever. Yeah. So they're. It looks like they're like they're big prestigious series as they do the puppet master films yeah yeah that's right uh, also uh, there's one that that's really curious here that came out in 2019 and i i make that distinction because the name of the movie is bunker of blood 07 Ooh. the killjoys carnage caravan huh and it's not the seventh film it's the sixth film in the Killjoy series, and it came out in 2019. So why is it called Bunker of Blood 07? Probably have to travel watch it to find time? out. Is it Bunker number seven? I, maybe. I just love that he goes back in time to 2007. That's a funny. That's a funny time to go back to. Just every you're just running through the streets. Pull your money out of Bear Stearns. It's going down. <laughs> you don't believe me. Lehman Brothers is fake. It's all fake. <laughs> I think that might be a sode. I think we might have done it. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I'm, I think I'm we've glad talked for almost as long as the length of Killjoy 2. Yeah, we're getting there. We're, the credits of Killjoy 2 are going to happen in like a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to get the song. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, Rivers, I, thank you so much for doing the show, man. Uh, is there anything you want to plug? What do you want to tell people? Thank you guys for having me. This was this was badass. Yes. Anytime you need me to uh, uh, come on and talk about a dumb movie, uh, I am at your service. You can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Rivers Langley, and you can check out my podcast, Now More Than Ever, The Goods from the Woods. We started the show in 2013, so we've got a shitload of episodes to listen to, and we kind of started off as you know, basically diving down into very, very specific minutia of pop culture. We have episodes about Garth Brooks, alter ego, Chris Gaines, uh, that I can say I did more research for the Chris Gaines episode than I did for any history paper I wrote in college. It's uh, way more important. It's a way, it is. Yeah, much am, more significant event in human I, history. I am appointing myself the leading Chris Gaines expert in America. Right before the pandemic started, We I, I did an episode that I'm so proud of about uh, the time that a bunch of idiots kidnapped Frank Frank Sinatra's son and just hilarity ensued and everything ended up fine. He, he, you know, he lived to become a Trump supporter. So everything's cool. Yeah. So that was how the show started. And then the pandemic started and my co-host, my next door neighbor, uh, Austin's funniest man, Sam Harder, basically like, Hey, we should start doing a podcast every day during this. Cause we'll be locked down for like a month. And I was like, yeah, it'll only be a month. Uh, and now we're sitting at uh, the Corona diaries episode 135 just came out on Friday. So, We've been doing uh, three podcasts a week, just about various bullshit. We have a good time. So check it out. The Goods from the Woods. You can find it everywhere you find unpopular opinion podcasts. Also, 
you can check me out uh, ringside at the Brian Kendricks Wrestling Pro Wrestling. We are uh, currently on hiatus, obviously, but when stuff comes back, we anticipate to be doing live events again in the near future in the uh, Burbank area, right near the Voodoo Priestess's house. <laughs> and you can find our stuff at youtube.com slash wrestling pro wrestling. Nice. Dave, why don't you tell what we got going on? Yeah, me and Tom have our own Patreon that people can check out. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. We also have a podcast network under Story Mode on where wherever you get your podcasts. But uh, Gamefully Unemployed, you can get exclusive podcasts on there. Like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a maniac. We have a new series called Star Trek The Next Futurama. We got a bunch of stuff. We watch <laughs> movies every Friday night with our patrons. There's lots of goodies. Crack us crack us open. Yeah. Scoop out the goodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nibble on us with your uh, magic false Lick teeth. Em. Lick them. Lick them. We also have a store at tpublic.com slash store slash Gamefully Employed. We can get t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. So check that out. That's that's it. That's it. You guys are the best. Oh, man. Me? Say goodbye, everyone. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Killjoy coming at you.